Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. The information and opinions you hear on the Dell Wamsley radio show are those of the host, Dell Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Dell Wamsley show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Dell Wamsley show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley radio show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and catch your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Yesterday we started a, uh, a series uh, about how I believed that um, life was oxymoronic and how I thought that what would be normal, rational decisions by normal, rational people were actually most times absolutely backwards from what is the right thing to do. And I'm going to discuss and, and go deeper into this theory today because I didn't have enough time yesterday to complete all the aspects of the thought process I wanted to take you through. I'm not going to go back and redo yesterday's show, so if you want to hear it, you're going to have to go look it up and uh, follow it. But I will say that uh, this is an extension of that show in that it goes where I would have gone if I could have kept the show going yesterday. So having said that, we come to the, the interesting situation where the statement I'm making is, People make decisions that seem rational and logical to them towards obtaining the goals that they want in life. And yet, when you look at those decisions, most times, they're counterproductive. And so we used some examples yesterday of trying to lose weight, and the things that you would normally do to try to lose weight are actually almost opposite of what you should do. They're counterproductive, at least, in trying to get in shape. And we talked about the business aspect of small business and how it's counterproductive and how small business people never can get out of small businesses because they're stuck in the small business mode. And poor people who are brought up in a poor people thought process can't get out of the poor people thought process because the poor people thought process is overwhelming 
and controls their ability to see the world. And we came up with a statement that Einstein said, you can't solve the problem at the same level of thinking the problem was created at, right? Because the problem was created by the very thinking you're using to get to the solution. And if you continue to do what you do and expect to get a different decision, that's what we call insanity. Now, there's a psychologist by the name of Abraham Maslow who studied highly successful people and the psychology of highly successful people. And he came to a conclusion that as human beings, we have a hierarchical need and that if the bottom hierarchical need is not met, then we can't move on to a higher level of human accomplishment and achievement, or as he termed it, self-actualization. Because we're too busy focusing on the need that we're stuck on. And so today I want to go through these needs and I want to show you how by you working very, very hard, and yesterday we talked about how work generated does not necessarily produce equally generated results. In fact, sometimes the harder you work, the harder you push, the farther you fall behind. And it's this oxymoronic concept because people believe, we've been led to believe, work one hour, get paid for one hour, work for 10 hours, get paid for 10 hours. And it is the fact that we think that work and results are linear, that one equals one, two equals two, five equals five, but it's not. There becomes a point in every discussion where you have a wasted amount of information. There is a loss of productivity. So whatever it is that you're getting and obtaining to achieve a level of accomplishment, of feeling of satisfaction. The more of it you do, the less pleasure it brings you. And we call this the law of diminishing returns. And so because of the law of diminishing returns, more and more and more and more effort doesn't relate to more and more and more results and or more and more happiness, specifically not more and more happiness. So I want to look today at these hierarchical needs and let's just go through them. Just we all know them, but let's discuss why people get stuck on the bottom rung of success in life and why they can't go any further. And I would suggest it's because of this diminishing returns and this focused point of view on whatever it is they feel is necessary. So I brought out the Maslow hierarchical pyramid and we can discuss that a little bit. You can look it up on the internet if you want to. Um, but I remember back to when I was a kid. And I remember my dad being very, very frugal. And my dad worked hard worked hard until the day he died. Even after I had made millions by age 40, my dad was 60. He could have retired, but he worked hard because he was scared. He believed he had to work. There was no such thing as money making you money. For my dad, it was work made you money. But why was my dad so afraid? Well, he was afraid because his parents made him afraid. His parents grew up during the recession. 
And my dad tells tales of one piece of bread per child is all that they were allowed. They were allowed one square of toilet paper per person per day. They, everything was rationed to them, not because they were in a, grew up during an era when there was a need to be rationed. It was because their parents grew up during a time when you had to ration because you had no money and so on and so forth. And so they inflicted or imprinted on these children this requirement to be in fear constantly that you're going to run out of something in life that's necessary. So let's look at those issues on the pyramid. Maslow says that the first level of accomplishment that everybody needs to accomplish is physiological success. So what is physiological success? Well, let's take it from the beginning. Number one most important thing to a human body is air. If you are not, if you cannot breathe, if you have no air, I guarantee you, you don't care about anything else. You don't care about money. You don't care about sex. You don't care about your kids. You don't care about food on the table, and especially what kind of food. You don't even care about water. If you are and can't breathe, that's all you care about. Now, once breathing is not an issue, because that's the most important one, now you fall into the two subcategories of needs, which would be, number one, water. If you're in the desert and you haven't eaten for three days, you don't care because you're dying of thirst. You're going to die of thirst. Food isn't a problem. You can go weeks without food. You can only go days without water, and you can only go minutes without air. So those three hierarchical needs scare the bejeebers out of people in certain areas. One, for instance, when I was a kid, we used to climb around these tunnels we'd build and play war in, and one of them collapsed on me one time, so I was buried alive. I didn't die, but my friends got me out, but sure scared the bejeebers out of me. Now what am I? Now I'm claustrophobic, right? I don't like tight places. I don't feel comfortable in them. Uh, A hierarchical need space, freedom, right? Space and freedom is a hierarchical need. Now, if you're thirsty and starving and dying of lack of water, spatial needs are not that important to you. But if you've got food and you've got water, now you start worrying about space. I know I've gone to other countries where they're really, really crowded and you get on like a train And people, they just crunch you in there. Everybody's crunched right on top of the other person. Very uncomfortable for me. For other people, it doesn't bother them at all because they have no fear of spatial needs. So space becomes one. Now, what's interesting is you might overcome one of these in a willingness to give up another one. Or, I'm sorry, you'll give up one in a willingness to accomplish another one. So, for instance, I may pull up to a place that's very, very busy as a, re- as a restaurant. And if it's too busy, I'll just leave. Even though I want food, my spatial needs are more important. We'll take a break. Be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. My friends, how many of you out there right now believe you have a plan? I followed the conventional plan for years and then the conventional plan blew up in my face. I wonder how many of you can relate to that exact same thing. The real question is how many of you have actually figured out how to turn that thing around 
and make it happen. Do you have a plan? Lifestyles Unlimited has one for you. It's worked for countless others. Retire in five years or less. Come learn more. Join us for our live online workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Del Wamsley on having a plan. The year I got cancer and could not work for eight months, I lost 50 pounds. I want to tell you that I made $4 million that year. I made more that year than any year I'd ever made previous to that in my life. And I'm not telling you that to impress you. I'm telling you that to impress upon you. I didn't go to work for eight months. That's a plan. Create your plan at Lifestyles Unlimited's live online free workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. It comes a point in time every now and then when the world flips upside down. And during that time, you have to come up with a decision in your life how you're going to go through this. How are you going to work your way through this process that has no end? So what do you do? The first thing I need you to understand is that almost every entrepreneur out there makes it big when something bad happens. I tripled my net worth between 2008 and 2010. 10 years straight increase in value. It makes us all look like geniuses when everything goes up for 10 years straight. But now we're at the point where we can find out who's good again. And you need to be in there. Because why? Because I tripled my net worth in two years. You can do it too if you know what to do. You need to get into lifestyles right now. Join us for our free live online workshop. Register at Lifestyles Unlimited Workshop. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Austin's Talk 1370. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time. Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're carrying on the discussion of why I believe the world is backwards, oxymoronic when it comes to becoming successful. And I believe that is because of the fact that we do not understand that to accomplish things in life, you have to let go of other needs to be able to accomplish higher needs. And to get to that point, we're going to go through the Maslow's Pyramid. So when the first segment we talked about and we got through the first level of Maslow's Pyramid, which is physiological needs. He's talking about breathing, food, water, sex, sleep, uh, excrements, uh, homeostasis, just to be alive, right? Now, what have you done your whole life when you started growing up? You went to school to learn how to get a job. The job was to provide money. The money was to provide basic existence, physiological needs. You need food, shelter, right? That's what you need. So what did you learn? You learned how to go to work to provide food and shelter. You didn't learn anything about money. You didn't learn anything about investing. You learned only one thing. If I work, 
I can produce food and shelter, right? Now, the next level of accomplishment in life is, okay, now that I feel pretty safe, or now that I feel like I've got those needs taken care of, the next need to cover is safety and security. And so safety and security comes in a multitude of levels and, and things. For example, one is, can I continue to provide food and shelter, right? Can I continue that fact of having food and shelter? Uh, if you have a spouse and you have sex, can I continue getting sex? I need to fulfill whatever it is that I can continue that. So now you look at your job as something to lose. It's now something that is giving you what you want and need, which is food and shelter and sex, but it now has to be maintained. So now you have the fear of loss. And the fear of loss is way stronger than the motivation of gain. Tony Robbins explains that you'll do 10 times more to avoid fear than to gain pleasure, right? And so if you go out there and realize this, you understand people are driven by the fear of losing their job. They will take garbage like you've never seen. They'll get paid ridiculously wrong, unfair amounts of money. Uh, they'll give up other great opportunities because they've got something, you know, what is that whole saying we're taught as kids? A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush, right? And so this fear and what are we trying to secure? Let's see what it says here. Security of the body, okay? Hey, I want to stay healthy, so you start now thinking about health a little bit. You think about the right foods to eat. You think about maybe uh, staying healthy, so you start exercising. You go to doctors. You get pre-screened um, for things, right? The safety of your employment, you do everything you can do to not lose your job, kissing up to your boss is just the beginning, but you know what I mean. Long hours, long travel, miserable life quality. Um, you want the safety of your resources. You don't want to lose the money that you have. And so you start thinking of ways to places to put your money to save it, to secure it, to not let it get away from you. You've saved some money. That savings is security. Losing that money is a loss of security and a massive, massive failure in your life. And so you do everything you can to not lose money. Notice that not losing money is not the same thing as making money. People spend years figuring out how to avoid taxes, but taxes aren't your problem. Your real problem is money. You don't have any. I ask people all the time, how many of you spent for or paid $400,000 in taxes last year? Nobody raises their hand. Maybe one in two or 300 people. And I look at everybody and I say, hey, you don't have a tax problem. You have an income problem. Now, how do I know that? Because when I made a million dollars in taxable income, I had to pay 400000 in taxes. Did I mind paying the 400000 in taxes? No, because I got to keep 600000 But people don't ever get to making a million because they're afraid of paying the 400000 so they do everything they can do to avoid paying taxes. The easiest way to not pay taxes is not make money. So the fear of loss is way outweighing and controlling your motivation to gain, right? Family, you're living a miserable life. Miserable, I don't, come on folks. There's some marriages out there that you could say to the person, you'd be better off dead. I mean, come on, that's a ridiculous statement. Yeah, I understand it's a ridiculous statement, but I'm saying it because it just, you see it and you go, oh my gosh.
That's unbelievable, the way people live together. And yet they keep coming back for more. Why? Why do battered wives always come back? The security of the home, the family, the husband, the kids. Life is terrible, but it's safe. And then we get into the saying that we've been taught as a kid again. Better to be with the devil we know than the devil we don't know. Right? And so, again, we avoid quality in our life. We avoid quality because we fear inequality. We fear pain and suffering. Yet we're in pain and suffering. Your life right now, most of you are living what I would call a life of quiet desperation. I couldn't live your life. Now, I'm spoiled. I'm way up the pyramid, okay? And not because I'm better than you, but because somehow, some way, this information got to me at an early enough age that I could take advantage of it, and I was willing to listen. I'm a hard-headed guy. Sometimes I had to hear it three and four times, but I finally it got hammered in, and I listened and took action, right? So at this point, most people shut down. They're trying everything they can do to keep the job they have, keep the home they have, keep the marriage they have, right? Keep the amount of savings they have in the bank. Make sense? They're stuck. That's it. World's over. Go home. Maslow pyramid means nothing. You're stuck. So what is the next level? According to Maslow, it's love and belonging. And love and belonging falls into these categories. Friendships, family, and sexual intimacy. But wait, if the highest level of accomplishment in your life is security, safety, how do you make friends? How do you open yourself up enough? You know, if I open up myself to friends and to people, right? And I open myself up, I open myself up to ridicule. That's taken away my safety of self-esteem, right? What if I open myself up sexually to someone and, and that sexual partner laughs at me? He says, yeah. That's it? That's all you got? That's the best you can do? You open yourself up because you want something better and you get slapped out? And so to be able to obtain friendships, good family relationships, sexual intimacy relationships, you're going to have to give up some of the security. You're going to have to step outside of that bubble. I know for years I couldn't do that. I have, I'm on my third marriage. First one was wrong one way, second one was wrong the other way. I overshot, you know, trying to rebound back from being too conservative of a wife all the way to too wacko of a wife. You know, hopefully the third one's right in the middle. I got a little wacko and a little conservative, but the bottom line is I had to let go and make those mistakes to grow in that area of my life. Take a short break. Be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color, starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. 
Ready to level up your financial game? Let NerdWallet guide you with smart strategies for lasting success. Get savvy tax planning pointers to maximize your savings, money-saving travel tips for your next family getaway, and investing insights like how a 529 plan can help you send your kids to college. Unlock the key to saving to help you earn more money. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you in 2024. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're talking about Maslow's Pyramid of Hierarchical Needs and tying that together with my belief that people make the wrong decisions in life as far as becoming successful because they think backwards. They're looking backwards in their needs as affords to positively forward in their needs. So we're up to the third level, which is love and belonging. And when we talk about this, the, this next level really opens you up to a lot of problems. The first problem is you're going to have to, all that safety and security, now you want to share that with somebody. Now, how do you have safety and security and then add a new person? Now you add a wife, now all the money that you had and enough money to retire and all that now has to double. Then you have kids, now it has to quadruple. Now all that safety that you had is gone because you don't have enough money to support four people for the rest of your life. So that friendship and that love and that belonging to a family cost you security. Do you understand that? And that is a cost. Many times that cost is too much. And that's why families' relationships are destroyed. Let's talk about going out into the workforce. You now have to make a choice. You have to figure out who you belong with. Before, you could just be you. But now you have to give up you. You have to become them. Who is them? I was reading some Facebook stuff this morning, just uh, glancing through it, and I ran across this girl's Facebook page. And she was a radical, radical, left-wing crazo. And she was saying, I am de de whatever it is, deconnecting to hundreds of people because they don't understand the plight of the black men. This is the white girl, too, by the way. And they don't understand that this whole world is sexist and this whole world is bad and wrong. It's been that way. And and white males, you need to just start hating yourself. And I go, wow, this woman's really, 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 you know, upset. Or she has just clung to a group, a belief system, and she has become it. She's not even thinking logically anymore. She's just thinking as this group. And so you become a part of groupthink. You can become a Republican groupthink, a Democrat groupthink, a Libertarian groupthink. You can become a white male groupthink, a black male groupthink, a female uh, groupthink. You can belong to a group. And as soon as you belong to a group, you now isolate yourself from everybody else. Because you don't belong to those groups and they don't belong to your group now. All of that safety that you had is now at risk because now the Black Panthers are going to come kill you or the uh, Black Lives Matter people are going to come kill them or the Republicans are going to put you out and starve little old grandmothers and babies and, and uh, get, rid of, get rid of abortion and make women have kids that want, and, you know, and vice versa, back and forth. All of a sudden you have group hatred, which is very ineffective in life. But you need it because you need to belong to something. You belong to a church, which is great, except now you don't belong to every other church, right? And so the bottom line is, is that this next need to belong to something 
is a devastating, devastating draw on the other needs. Now you've got to come back. What if, you, what if you belong to the group that believes that everybody should be taken care of? So now you believe that you need to have food and shelter and safety and have plenty of food and shelter and safety for yourself. Now they're saying, no, 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 you're a liberal. You believe everybody needs food, shelter, safety. And we are now going to go with this theory, not from those or by those who produce to those who deserve, but by those who produce to those who need. And we're going to take from the rich and give to the poor because that's who we belong to. And now you can't think for yourself. And it's on both sides. I'm not picking on one side or the other. I think it's just insanity that you can't think for yourself anymore. These group think people can't even get on TV and talk without being a part of the group conversation. Pick one. Whoever you want. I'll take the other side. I don't care who you are. I'll argue the other side against you. Right? Because it's just a spiel that comes from the groupthink problem. Now, let's get you into a, into a company. Do you align yourself with management or do you align yourself with labor? Which group do you belong to? And once you ever align yourself with labor, you'll never own a business in your life. Do you understand that? You cannot go from being an employee and have employee think to being an entrepreneurial think. It just won't work. In fact, I don't even think managerial think can get to entrepreneurial think, but at least you can manage your own business. But if you're out there believing, if I work an hour, I got to get paid an hour, there is no entrepreneurial person out there in the world even thinks anything like that. Think I, I might work 100, 200 hours before I make a dime. I might work three, four years before this thing takes off. What is the security in investing years of your life before something takes off? There's no security in that. You're going to have to let go of security. Right? You can't be secure and be an entrepreneur. It doesn't work. There's no way to be a perfect entrepreneur and be successful in everything you do every single time you do it. But as an employee, you can keep your head down, shut up, be a part of the think group that gets taken care of, and live your life. So where are you at? You're in that little squirrel tire again, the little squirrel wheel. You're going around, 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 around. You go. Your life is just a life of quiet desperation. You might as well be a gerbil in a little gerbil glass cage because you have no life. You can't think for yourself. You're in group think, you're apart, but man, you have friends and you have a family, but you've given up almost everything else in life that means anything at the expense of those friends and family. Now, let's say you're a part of a group. The next hierarchical need, according to Maslow, is esteem. So you first of all wanted to belong to something, right? You want to be along, belong to this group of friends. So here you are, your kids, they get in these little cliques at school. But being in the clique was the first goal. But once you get into the clique, the goal is to be the baddest dude in the clique. I will skip school more than anybody else. I'll take stronger drugs than anybody else. I will blow up cars. I will smash in windows. I will be the baddest dude in my clique. I want to steam. I want to be looked up to. I want to be feared. I want to be idolized. So I want to be the best I can be in my group. Now, by being the best that you can be in your group, you have to give up the fact that you believe everybody's equal. You have to start to believe that you're better because you're setting your sights at being better. 
you're looking for achievements that have never been made. You know, no one could run a mile in four minutes until the guy did it the first time. And once he did it, and I think it's Roger Bannister was his name, once Roger ran it a four-minute mile, there was 18 people within the next 12 months that did it. Hadn't been done for 100 years. But once one person did it, everybody could copy. And so if you want to steam, right, you're going to have to go out there and take massive risk and do things that most people would never do. But by doing that, by stepping out there, you're giving away the safety of the group. You're giving away the safety of your own personal self-being because you no longer can just be you. You can't be happy just being happy. You're never going to be happy enough if you're driven by esteem and goals. And so you're driven. And you work harder and harder and longer and longer and harder and harder and longer and longer. I've seen people come to Lifestyles. I've got some people, particularly in my mind, who they got in here and they just went ego, maniacal, crazy. And one apartment, two apartments, eight, ten. And when they get up to ten apartment complex, you go, man, you're making a million bucks a year. What are you doing working so hard? Because I'm the best. You know I'm the best. I'm going to be the best. I am the best. If you even say I'm not the best, then you are a bad person. I'm going to destroy you. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to take over your world. Go, Dell, there's nobody like that. Oh, yes, there is. There's a couple of them. And these people, they're just egomaniacal. Right? At this point, when you're egomaniacal to that level, you can't live in somebody else's world. You have to go start your own. And almost all of these people quit lifestyles and go somewhere else because they can't live within the group. The group believes in self, in being fair and safe for everybody. It's a group think. Lifestyles is a group think. It's got to be fair and safe for everybody. There's no place for massive, massive ego inside a group. So eventually, all the egomaniacal monsters grow out of the group and leave. It happens all the time. I've had 10, 20 people who are highly successful leave simply because they no longer felt they should have to follow the rules to be safe for everybody and take care of everybody's needs and make sure everybody gets a fair investment. They want it to be better on their side. They want more, right? And the interesting thing about that is somewhere along the line, you have to realize that if you want everything they're saying, if you want, if you help enough other people in this world get what they need, you can have whatever you want. But it has to be enough other people. We'll be right back and we'll discuss that further. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Before we went to break, we're discussing uh, the next level hierarchy called STEAM. And um, the STEAM clause is where you start to break with the reality of success. The reality of success is that if you help enough other people in this world get what they want, you can have whatever you want. So if you build a better mousetrap and you provide it and you provide a great product, and I call it best product, best price, uh, and you go out and put your product in the marketplace, they are going to reward you. People are not going to pay money uh, for a long period of time for something that's a bad product delivered by a bad presentation or too expensive a price. You've got to have the best product at the best price, which means your product's got to get better. You've got to be customer-centric to make it work. I've been in business life sales for 30 years, so I think that speaks for itself. Um, there's been, you know, David O'Donnell, Robert Allen, Jeff McCone, Tommy Vu, the Milans, Ron LeGrand, Carl Sheets, Robert Kiyosaki, Donald Trump. I can go on and on and on. These are all guys that had seminar businesses for over the last 30 years, and they're all gone. And, and they're all gone because their seminar business became about them, about how much money they can make instead of about the customer. How much can you help someone? And in any business, it's that way. It's in the apartment business. It's, you know, um, the people that try to cheap out their product and save money and make more profit for themselves usually end up going out of business. At first, they may make more money because they've cut all their costs, but their product becomes so terrible that people eventually move out and only bad people move in. And then they got people who won't pay and people who break everything and destroy it. So it's, it's really counterintuitive, isn't it? That's what I'm telling you about business. This whole conversation for the last two days about how life is counterintuitive. In other words, where you should be keeping your esteem in check and worrying about your customer, the drive for esteem is what actually kills most businesses. You start to get too big for your britches, as they call it. And so, again, here is a situation where one need outweighs another's need, and if you go for that need, then you end up messing up the other need. You say, well, then how do you accomplish esteem? You have to accomplish esteem by having real esteem, which means you've done so much for so many people that people just see it in you. I know people quite a few different people, but I'm, you know, thinking of a few. They're just, they're so helpful, so kind, so friendly, so loving um, that everybody they meet likes them. They have esteem because of who they are. I know other people that may not be as friendly and, and likable, but they're just really effective and they have esteem because of how effective they are. And yet they don't rub that esteem in other people's faces. But when the esteem becomes ego and greed, that's when you get destroyed because you have to realize that to real, real esteem comes from helping other people. And that's where most people lose it. Now, the highest level of accomplishment, this is it. Uh, it is called self-actualization. I'm going to read what it says. It says, number one, morality, creativity, spontaneity, problem-solving, lack of prejudice, 
and acceptance of all facts. So let's think about this. Morality. You have to have an internal moral code. I have an internal moral code. I know right from wrong, and I can see it. I can smell it. I don't care what you say. You can talk all you want to talk crap about it. Your morality is not moral. I don't even care if you're a religious person. Many of you religious people don't have morals. You are amoral, right? All these little subgroups of people are amoral. Like, it's okay. I was watching a Marcus Luttrell video last night about the guy who was the lone survivor. And you know why those guys got caught? If you haven't seen the thing, you should look up Marcus Luttrell and Lone Survival and, and watch the movie and or just watch it on the Internet. This group, this uh, uh, Greenberg, not Greenberg, SEALs, were caught trapped in Afghanistan because when they, they were caught or they were found or noticed by a young kid uh, that was a uh, sheep herder, and they could have shot this kid and they would have been safe. But instead, they decided not to shoot the kid, and the kid went back and told on them, and 200 Taliban showed up and killed them all, except Marcos Luttrell. And he said, people asked me, why didn't you shoot the kid? You lost four, three guys in your troops. Then they sent a helicopter with 16 more guys to save you. That helicopter went down. All 16 people died. 19 people died because you didn't kill that kid. Where is your morality? He says, you don't have morality. He said, if you think you're moral, you pick up the gun and go out there and fight the war. You don't know what morality is. And that's the way I feel about many people. They think they're moral. They're not moral. They're amoral. Creativity. You can't be creative if you fear what other people think about what you do and say. I get on here and rant and rant and rant and rant and rant, and some of it comes out and people go, wow, that was pretty interesting. Others people go, you really went off to the left there. You went off to the right. You went crazy. And I go, yeah, no, I was just ranting. Just, you know, I was being creative. I was letting something come out of me that maybe somebody could use, right? That's great. But you can't be creative. You can't self-actualize your creativity if you fear what other people think, if you fear being a part of a group. Spontaneity is the same thing. If you look before you leap on everything you do, you will never be spontaneous enough. I could never tell a joke when I was a kid because I was always fearful I'd be bad at it. Once I got to the point where I was, became a bodybuilder and I had no fear what people thought about the way I looked when I became successful in business and I was uh, you know, running everything, I then became very spontaneous. And my jokes became funnier and funnier. I started doing seminars and people started saying, Del, are you a comedian or are you a seminar guy? And I go, I don't really know. Is there a difference? And that was because I was spontaneous. Spontaneity was there because I wasn't fearing judgment, problem solving. You know, when you're told that this is the way to do it and you can't get outside of this box because you would fit outside of the group you belong to, you can't solve problems. Problem solving comes by living on the other side of what's possible. You can't get there unless you're willing to let go of everything else that's possible or is known. Lack of prejudice. <laughs> How can you be have lack of prejudice if you believe there's right and wrong, right? You're right, I'm wrong, I'm right, you're wrong. And I would suggest the only way you can get past that is to come up with a new set of terms. I think we got these from Covey, and the term is effective and ineffective. What I do with you is neither right nor wrong. How I do life is neither right nor wrong. It's either effective or it's ineffective. If I'm worth millions and you're worth thousands, you're not right or wrong, you're just ineffective at money. If I'm physically fit and you're 200 pounds overweight, you're not wrong and I'm not right, but you're ineffective at dealing with your body weight. 
et cetera, et cetera. You can't be prejudiced go, boy, I hate all fat people. And you can't be prejudiced to hate all right or left. You have to be open-minded enough to understand the facts are the facts, and you're either effective or ineffective. Have a wonderful day. Teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 